According to Gallup, as many as 85% of employees feel disengaged at work, even in your own company. This entrepreneur may have found the solution to get them motivated. This is YPO 10-Minute Tips from the Top. I'm Kevin Dom, and each week I bring you insights from the world's top executives of YPO, all made possible with grants from Gazelle's Growth Institute, www.growthinstitute.com. YPO member Santiago Jaramillo founded his first company out of his college dorm room at Indiana Wesleyan University and somehow still had time to graduate as co-valedictorian. Today, Santiago is the co-founder and CEO of Amplify, which uses a robust feedback platform to measure employee engagement and satisfaction. Santiago is also co-author of the Amazon best-selling book, Agile Engagement. Santiago was named as the Indiana Latino Businessman of the Year. He was the Tech Point Mira Young Professional of the Year and the Indie Star Rising Star Award winner. He was also named to Inc. Magazine's 30 Under 30 and was named a White House Champion of Change. Santiago, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How did you get into this line of work? Yeah, so I started a software business before this, and basically we went through a lot of changes inside the organization. And we had taken a measure of employee engagement. And we had a great culture before all these changes happened. And then literally in the next six months, when all the changes occurred, I almost lost the entire culture because I didn't change manage well through it. And I had a blind spot. I realized that even with only 45 employees at the time, I didn't quite understand what was going on in the hearts and minds of my employees and what they really needed to do their best work. And I thought they were just maybe complaining a little bit because change is hard, but the reality was that they had some real blockers the organization was putting in front of them that didn't allow them to do their best work. So that's when I became basically obsessed about understanding how do we give data to leaders frequently, not just one time a year, so that we can help leaders not find out what's broken with their culture at the exit interview, which is how most leaders find out what changes they need to make. It's too well, late. That's if some find out there, because at that point, they don't even necessarily care about sharing what's really wrong. You got it. So you've tech enabled the feedback from the employees to come back in a certain way. Tell me what you've done with this process. Yeah. So the very first step was to actually figure out how do we accurately and scientifically with level of rigor how do we measure employee engagement? It's an actual psychological condition, by the way, that industrial organizational psychologists have studied, and they understand what actually drives engagement. What questions can you ask that predictably, reliably, and accurately measure engagement? So we first started with the psychology, and then we figured out how do we put those questions, those survey questions, and put them into a system that is incredibly easy for an organization to deploy where we do all the work so that it's actually possible to do it quarterly and it doesn't grind so once we did the psychology research, we moved on to the statistics portion, and we wanted to actually do regression analysis on the questions and the answers to make sure that these questions were actually measuring engagement and things were moving in the right direction. So once we had the psychology and the statistics down, we felt really good about the accuracy of the measurement of giving a score to an organization about how engaged their employees are. After that, it was software. So we created a mobile-first way to ask employees these questions. And so many times, if you're in a construction company, your employees don't have a corporate email address. How do you actually reach a plumber and ask and understand their sentiments for the organization? How many questions are you asking them every quarter? 55, Likert scale. So strongly disagree to strongly agree. And then we've timed it and it takes employees on average, if they do it right on their smartphone, that takes six minutes and 11 seconds every three months for an employee to take. We get 80% plus participation from employees. And then two days later, 
we schedule a call with leaders, give them a login into their dashboard, and they can see their engagement score. Now, doesn't the 20% that's not engaging in the survey tell you something in itself? Is that factored into the score somehow? It does. Interestingly enough, sometimes our customers will do one measure of the first quarter of engagement, and they'll take some actions to improve engagement. And then they'll take a second quarterly measurement. And what you find is many times the second quarter, the score goes down. So we had customers come back to us and say, well, what's going on? I did some action. I would have expected an increase. And what happened was that those disengaged employees who did not participate the first time actually saw that something got done from this feedback and that nobody got fired because it was anonymous and confidential. And so they realized that both this was a safe place to be honest and that change would come of it. So those disengaged people actually participated in the second survey. The score didn't actually go down. It's that the second score was actually a more accurate representation of the real engagement of the team because you had everyone actually participate then. How many companies have you done this with now? About 160. And give me the top two or three consistent things that you have seen in cultural failing. Sure. So one consistent theme, so Teach Marine is a manufacturing company that allowed us to share their story. It really illuminates the power of this. So they had a big turnover problem. So they invested into employee engagement for the purpose of increased retention. What they found when they measured engagement is that there was okay engagement throughout the whole company, moderate engagement, but the production team, the folks actually making the boat parts in the manufacturing facility were highly disengaged. The number one reason why the survey found is a lack of utilization. So these highly skilled welders making the boat parts had a sense that they could do more. They could contribute more to the organization they had blockers in front of them to contribute more of their skills. So at this point, that's the first step. Interesting, now they have a strategy, a place to focus, but they don't know what to do. How do you fix utilization? What do they need to be better utilized? So that's where Smart Pulse comes in. And they did a, basically kind of a focus group and they understood basically their employees suggested buy us a forklift. So interesting, how does that help utilization? How does that help turnover? And so what happened, they bought a forklift and they bought it because they heard from these highly skilled welders that they were spending most of their day lifting heavy metal sheets from one place to another to get them ready for welding, not actually doing welding, which is, was their art, their craft. They were, backs were hurting because they were never trained to do this lifting work. And candidly, they were highly skilled workers that were, had to do this thing that was minimum wage labor unskilled that a machine could do. And so they bought a forklift and their employee engagement went up eight points from the lowest engaged team in the company to the second highest, only second to senior leadership. And they saw a 30% increase in productivity, meaning with the same crew, they could produce 3.8 million more products because their welders were actually meeting their welding targets. And these welders had been asking for this forklift for months, but the supervisor didn't have the authority to make the capital purchase. So this is a way for upper management to understand from the line level people, what do they need to do great work? And by the way, that team also had 100% turnover. So literally they would lose everybody, rehire them and retrain them all in one year. To close the loop on that, they've had 0% turnover in the last nine months as they take on one smart thing every quarter to help them. But another one is burnout. Sometimes when we see the low driver be low competency, meaning that an employee feels that they're not confident they can meet their goals or that their skills aren't sufficient for the challenge of their tasks. When the competency driver is low and their rest driver is low, meaning I can get enough rest to come back refreshed, that's a team that's at risk for burnout. That means that people are working long hours, not being able to take rest, and they don't feel like the skills they have are going to allow them to hit the goals. So when we see that, we see huge turnover risk. And the number two, it's a good predictor of how well you're going to hit your goals. So those are two good examples. Number one, kind of a lack of utilization. Number two, 
team burnout. And I think maybe the most common one is companies that have high growth and they promote excellent individual contributors into management roles and they're young managers and they're not fully skilled to be able to succeed as managers. And they feel ashamed to say, hey, I don't know how to do this management thing. And so this is a way for leaders to understand what does each manager need? Because each manager probably needs something a little bit different in their own management journey. And so as a manager of managers, how do you know how to help level your managers up if you don't have any feedback about how well they're leading? Okay, Santiago, it is time for the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Let's do it. What is your favorite question to ask when you meet someone new? What drives them? What's the thing that really gives them passion that they do every day? Name three of your personal core values. Passion, discipline, and intentionality. Who has had the greatest impact on you as a leader? My co-founder, Adam Weber. He's the VP of sales at Amplify. And Adam will literally sit down with his team and help them with their personal budgeting in the beginning of the year. And that people first leadership and investing into people and then casting a flag on a mountaintop that they can go pursue, that's really powerful. What is your favorite business book? It's called The Road Back to You. What are you reading right now? I'm reading Ray Dalio's Principles. What is the one leadership trait that brings success? Understanding what motivates people and who they want to become and helping tie what you're doing as a business to how they can achieve their goals. What is the one leadership trait that kills success? Lack of authenticity and vulnerability as a leader. Name one daily behavior that will help a leader grow. Coming up with one thing that you're gonna to do today to create a more engaging environment for your team. Name one trait that makes an employee valuable. A growth mindset. What's your strangest daily habit? Spending too much email inbox time in the restroom. It's a convenient time. It's probably one of the few places you can truly multitask. Uninterrupted time <laughs> exactly. is rare. What's the best way to show employees appreciation? I think listening to them, understanding what they value, and actually doing something about it. We've enjoyed listening to you today, Santiago. Thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us today, and thanks to Gazelle's Growth Institute for underwriting this program. Learn more at growthinstitute.com. Join me next week when I'll be interviewing YPO member Scott Penn, who will share how shedding pounds helped make his company a heavyweight. I'm Kevin Dom, and you're listening to YPO 10-Minute Tips from the Top. To learn more about YPO, please visit ypo.org.